Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 410. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And let's just dive right into it. I want to talk about a topic that I see repeated so often in life, and that is our human resistance, our human hesitation to move on, to let go. And certainly, when it comes to something in life that was great, but then it ended, we all want to move on. Of course we do. We know that we'd be a lot happier if we could figure out how to do just that. No one wants to hang on to the things, the memories, the experiences, the people that in the present make us feel drained or sad. We all want to move on from a relationship that ended, a job, a friendship, you name it. And I don't, I don't think there's any arguing with that statement because at our core, we know that our best life is lived when we retain the lesson the new standard, the higher sense of self, but we're no longer attached to the thing. We don't let it pull us back. That's kind of a vague thing, right? Letting go. It's very, very vague, but I'm sure you can relate to what I'm talking about here. The easiest example, I think, would be a breakup, moving on from the pain, the hurt, the the heartbreak of the breakup, but it certainly transcends that. It's just, it's moving on from any time in life where you had what you wanted, a job, a friendship, a great dynamic, but then that ended. Moving on from any experience really that was good, that was great, that was compassionate for a long time, and then by some turn of events ended. Moving on. I think it's probably synonymous with terms like closure. That's something I talk a lot about. I created an entire journal called Closure just to help with that. I think it's that important. But for this episode, I wanted to throw out a single thought, a single practical thought on how to encourage yourself, how to incentivize yourself to actually move on. Because in line with our human desire to do just that and move on comes a gut reaction uh, sometimes of realizing that, okay, I'd be happier if I moved on. But then our execution of moving on becomes flawed in that we try to force ourselves to move on. And when that happens, it's like opposite day kicks in. 
in that the the harder you try to move on, the harder it becomes. The more you try to force yourself to move on, the more you actually hold on to the thing itself, the memory, the experience, right? I've talked about this before. If you obsess over moving on, if you obsess, for instance, over a yellow car, voila, you're seeing yellow cars everywhere. Or in the sense of moving on, voila, you're seeing memories, signs, reminders of your past, and it becomes harder to move on. You see signs everywhere of what could have been, and you then get further and further in your feels about that thing or that person, and it becomes, in effect, harder to move on. Closure, moving on, letting go. It's one of those things that is, of course, deeply personal, and there's no blueprint to it, but at its core, I think we can agree that it can't be forced. Uh, It's like I did an episode a, a couple back about how uh, trying in life is cool. It was a it was a cringy statement. Trying is cool. Trying something new, doing something you're passionate about for the first time, and so on. It's cool. But when it comes to the topic of moving on, I think it's kind of the opposite. And it might sound like a strange statement, but follow me here. Letting go is about not trying. In a sense, trying is not cool when it comes to closure. Weird statement, but seriously, when when we try, that is when we try to force ourselves to move on, our human nature just kicks in and it becomes this very ambiguous intention because we have no real direction in sight when we force ourselves to move on. Where are we moving on to? Where exactly are we headed? And most important, forcing ourselves to move on, it avoids the biggest question of all, which is, where is the hurt coming from? The hurt, right? The hurt. When you're moving on, you're moving on from something under most circumstances that hurts you. Where's the hurt coming from? We avoid asking ourselves that when we force ourselves to move on. The hurt, the hurt that comes from needing to move on, the hurt that comes from realizing that a time in your life, that experience, that memory, that person is over. Where is the hurt actually coming from? So I want to throw an idea out here that is, we can't force moving on. So what do we do? And let's use breakups as the simplest point of entry here. But just know, obviously, that moving on, closure, letting go is so much more than just relationships. But let's start here. Let's start with an acknowledgement of, let's say, it's after a breakup. You have the heartbreak. You have those feelings. You're hanging on to memories and the what if. And you're experiencing this resistance to letting go because it was good. The connection you had was good. But let's take a step back here and let's get real. Your resistance to moving on. Is it coming from the experience itself or is it coming from an attachment to what could have been? This is where we get real. Is the hurt that you're holding on to, is it from the experience or is it coming from the attachment that you have created in your head about it? And I think with good, thorough, vulnerable examination, you'll realize that it becomes this very meta thing in the sense that the hurt, the pain, the resistance to moving on itself comes from the resistance to moving on. There will, of course, always be some kind of hurt that is real and raw that comes from that person and the disappointment of that ending. But as humans, I found that a lot of our hurt, a lot of the hurt that we carry with us when it comes to moving on, it doesn't come from the person or the experience. It comes from our attachment to what could have been, our attachment to what could have been, right? Love is love, and it very well probably was present during that relationship, of course, absolutely. And it's going to be a very valid emotion of sadness that you experience when it comes to end. But what I've learned is that when it comes to something ending, 
the ending becomes the starting point for our attachment. The ending becomes our the starting point for our attachment. And it's not necessarily attachment to the person. It's attachment to what could have been, how things could have transpired, the potential we had in mind, our attachment to potential. And so our resistance to moving on, our resistance to letting go, it's less about them and it's more about the attachment that we create around potential. Potential, what could have been our attachment to what could have been. And of course, let's be real, it's very difficult to separate the two. The person, the memory, the experience, and the attachment that we've created. Because in our minds, they are one and the same, right? How do you separate love from the person? How do you separate connection from the experience? How do you separate what was with what you wanted to be? It's all one and the same in our minds. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. But I think with self-control and radical honesty, we can realize something really powerful here. Namely, that the source of our resistance to moving on is our attachment. It's not necessarily the person, the experience, the memory. It's our attachment to this idea of what could have been. And I think if you, if you sit down and you really, emphasis on really, you really challenge yourself, you might realize that what you're truly battling with, what you're struggling to move on from, it's you. It's you. It's your attachment to what could have been. It's your attachment to potential. Because that's human nature. 
We're wired to look for potential, but that is where that attachment comes from. And I think if you're honest, you realize that attachment is the source of resistance to moving on. And again, it's so, so tough to do this. It's tough to look back and see great, amazing things that happened and to have seen you spend so much time projecting that into the future and then just decide to let it go. But that is what letting go is about. Letting go is letting go of your attachment, your attachment, your attachment to a vision of potential. Letting go is not letting go of memories or the person. It certainly is part of the process. I think in in a practical sense it is, you know, unfollowing, removing the pictures and so on. But moving on isn't so much about them as it is about you. It's about your attachment to potential that you've created, that we all create, not because we're bad people, because that's how we're wired. As humans, we look for potential and then we create visions around it. And it's the attachment to that that proves to be a major source of resistance to moving on. So where does this leave us? Well, maybe that thought gives you a bit of new clarity around your focus, uh, where your focus should be if you're trying to move on. That is, instead of them, focus on yourself, focus on looking internally at your own attachment. But maybe that's helpful, but it still leaves us in the same place here, right? That is today with pain, with hurt, with whatever it was from the experience or from the pain that we give ourselves by being attached to it. So what do we do? Well, I think it comes back to what I said a minute ago. To move on, we have to have a destination of sorts in mind. It's kind of a human thing. If we're not going to take the left fork in the road, well, we're going to take the right fork in the road. And when it comes to moving on, I think we need a destination in mind, not an outcome, not an outcome in mind, not a tropical paradise vision in mind, not a new person, not a new vision of a perfect relationship, certainly not trying to establish something that we're then going to chase. I think moving on and the true way to move past them and the attachment to the potential that we created, it's about creating something new, creating something new. I think that's the key, the unforced key to actually moving on, creating something new. Certainly, take as much time as you need to be in your feelings. Don't force, don't rush. Feel what you need to feel. But when it comes to the day where you're like, okay, it's time to move on. I deserve to be happy. I think the most powerful thing you could do for yourself is deciding where you're moving on to. Decide what newness newness is that you're creating. It's deciding you're ready to build something new. And when you build something new, Well, inherently, it has to be built on the same land you currently own, right? And that land right now is taken up by your attachment to the vision you used to have. So by deciding to create, to build something new, you're saying, I'm replacing that attachment. I'm not allowing that attachment to hold me in this place any longer because I'm building something new on this ground, building something new. And what does that look like for you? Well, I think you need to come back to this question that I encourage you to ask yourself. The hurt you've been carrying, the burden that prevents you from moving on, is it coming from the relationship or is it coming from your attachment to the outcome you wanted? To my point, I think you'll see it's the latter. And if it's the latter, well, then ask yourself, what can you replace that attachment with? I say that because it's tough to just say, oh, oh, it's my attachment. So I'll just stop being attached. Voila. That's wishful thinking. Give yourself a new direction that empowers you to build something new. Build something new on the ground where that old attachment used to sit. If you're struggling to move on because you're holding on to what could have been, well, replace that with an optimistic vision for yourself, something new. What can you build in place of that attachment? 
something new. You need a new direction in your head. You can't just quit cold turkey. You can't force yourself to move on, but you can give yourself a new direction, something you're creating in place of the attachment you've been holding on to. And what might that look like for you? I think it's up to you. (laughs) I wish I could give you a better answer, but I remember personally in my 20s going through a breakup and it was very much in line with this. I was holding on to the attachment of what could have been. Oh, it could have been great. We had so much potential, right? But that was my attachment. But I replaced that attachment with a new direction. And I I remember this very distinctly. At the time, I wasn't (laughs) as articulate as I'm bringing through this. But at the time, I remember distinctly saying, yeah, you know what? I wanted that. But what I want and what I deserve more is that I deserve to trust myself again. That was my goal. That was the Case Kenny specific goal, the new thing that I decided to build. And I remember it vividly. I deserve to trust myself again. That was the new thing. That was the newness to replace that attachment. And that simple sentence, I deserve to trust myself again, well, it turned into all kinds of new, powerful affirmations for me that truly empowered me to move on. I remember saying, I believe that anything I've lost will be replaced by something better because I'm willing to look for it. I'm willing to work for it. I deserve to trust myself again. That was my new direction. That was me deciding to build something new. You know, it wasn't a, I need this outcome. I need to replace that attachment with a new thing. It was no, it was me saying, this is what I will build on that ground that was previously taken up by my attachment. That was my new direction, a dedication to building something new instead of hanging out in the center of some attachment that was self-created. And that's all I want to say with this episode. Ask yourself, where is this pain coming from? Is it coming from the experience itself or my attachment to what could have been? And then ask yourself, what can I build in place of that attachment? So that's it. I'll end it right there. I hope this was helpful. hope it was some new perspective for you, or it just reinforced what you already knew, but this time you're going to act on it. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. And if you'd head over to Amazon because you're looking to start a new life chapter, that is your life's most rewarding chapter, head over to Amazon, look for my new book, but first inner peace. That would mean so much to me, and I would love to thank you for that. But again, the new book, but first, Inner Peace. But that is it. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.